I loved my marketing classes with Jan Taylor. They were always so much fun. They were an amazing way to get hands-on experience. I remember doing a big project with her. I think it's a marketing 101 project. We did a project with Abercrombie and just getting to work with the brands and meet teams to come in and present to teams was always a, a huge part of the farmer school of business experience. Welcome to Beyond High Street. My name is Julie Derrick and I'm the Dean of the Farmer School of Business here at Miami University. Today I'm joined by Carly Gerlich, who, is, who graduated with a BS in Marketing in 2014 and a minor in International Business and I believe some Chinese. So welcome Carly, it's great to see you, great to meet you. Thank you so much for having me, it's so wonderful to be here. So firstly, before I get started through my normal weaving through a range of topics so people can get, get to know you, I'm just curious about what drew you to learning Chinese. Yeah, it was actually a course I took freshman year at Miami. I had gone into Miami fully expecting to continue French. That's what I had studied in high school. I was ready to, to continue taking those classes and I was in the honors program at Miami. And through that, there was clusters of courses we could take at that time. I'm not sure if that's still how they do it, but I took a cluster that was geared towards international business and languages and um, Chinese business at the time was, was a huge topic of conversation. And so I decided to sign up for that course just to see what it was like for one semester and ended up absolutely loving it. Um, loved the, the people in my class, loved the professor and sort of dove into the China business program which is what it was called at the time, I believe now. It's a full international business We've program. The name. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but I have to ask the question, do you still speak any Chinese? Do you have any opportunity to speak Mandarin at all or, or no? A little bit. I haven't practiced a ton throughout my career. I haven't used it in, in business settings per se, um, but I do love to, if I get a chance to meet somebody who speaks Chinese, I love to, to try to attempt to bring it back a little bit. I've tried to keep up with it um, through a few different classes here That's and there, great. but... Um, yeah, I love I love the language. So, so to those who are listening and who've listened before, they'll know I'm completely out of order at the moment. So let's get back to back to the script. So I want to start off with perhaps one of the most important questions: Why did you choose the Farmer School of Business? Yeah, absolutely. I came from Wisconsin, and uh, there were not a ton of people from from my high school going to Miami, or uh, Miami hadn't really recruited out of my high school a ton. Um, and I was looking at a few different schools around the Midwest, uh, one of which ended up, I, I was driving through Indiana University and someone just mentioned, hey, an extra two hours away is this great university, Miami University, check it out while you're on your road trip. Um, and once you step on campus, there's really no turning back. I absolutely fell in love with Oxford. I fell in love with High Street, with the red brick buildings everywhere. At that time, the first time I came to Miami, the Farmer School of Business wasn't in the beautiful building that it was uh, my freshman year. And it was it was in process, it was being built, but I loved the, the marketing programs available. Farmer has an unbelievable reputation. And so being able to come back, I think it was my senior year of high school, when I finally made the decision, I, I saw the Farmer School Business School building, it was just the cherry on top. I couldn't, I couldn't turn away. Um, that's how I ended Such up a beautiful building, and I'm, I'm so excited. In two weeks, I think it is, we invite our students back. They come back in fall, and for oh, me, as a, as a dean who's been here through COVID, 
it'll be the first time I would have seen all of our students in the building and I just can't wait I'm so excited it's so exciting the building is it's amazing and there's an energy about it and the Forsyth Commons when you walk in and people are hanging out working on group projects eating their dividend salad there's there's a special kind of community around the building yeah it's a, it's a special place so talk to me about um when you your your career so talk us through the career and the different choices you made and perhaps some of the reasons why you made the changes along the way yeah absolutely right out of Miami I worked for a company called CEB they had recruited at I believe it was spring ice for an internship they came to talk to my sales class and I really liked a lot of the work they were doing and the opportunities available at the company. So it was a large multinational company. They had a sales development program. And I was excited about the career growth opportunities they talked about, but particularly the opportunities right out of college. I started by cold calling CFOs and chief HR officers, which is a bit of a scary thing to do as a 23-year-old fresh out of school. Um, but it was an amazing learning opportunity, and it really taught me a lot about how to speak to executives, what their language is, the differences between various departments. You know, a lot of the things I learned in my textbooks at Miami were, were coming to life in these conversations. And out of my time at CEB, I was there for a short while after, after Miami. And then I worked for an organization called Euromonitor International. So this was a step, uh, step forward in the sales career. I worked in sales and account management there for about four years. And they specialize in international market research. So I was really excited about the topics I was selling and the, the information I got to talk to my clients about, the problems that we were solving and, and working through. And working in sales in your early career, you get the opportunity to interact with a lot of different companies, different teams. You start to understand how these different uh, teams are coming together to solve complex challenges for the organizations. And I found that to be a really exciting part of my time at Euromonitor. I wanted to continue to build upon that sort of international dynamic in my career. And um, I then pursued an MBA. I went to London to complete my MBA education. I stayed at um, Imperial College there. So continuing on this international aspect at, that really planted the seed with my international business minor at Miami. And uh, now I work for Gap Inc. in their franchise division, which is one of the ways that Gap looks to expand internationally. And I'm a strategy analyst. So I'm doing a lot of the market research on where should we go? What markets make sense for our brands? How do we want to enter? What's the competitive landscape? And really getting to dig deep into what a a potential market or, or country could look like for each of our brands. It's so interesting to hear you speak of your career and just to hear you talk about how everything's built on, built and built and built on each other. And I love London. London's one of my favorite cities. I'm so jealous that you had the chance to. Yeah. It, so I'm, I'm just being nosy for a minute. So when you looked at different <laughs> MBA programs, where did you look? Did you look at other outside of US programs or just primarily I, London? Yeah, I was specifically looking up programs in London. I knew I wanted to go international. I had studied abroad in China during my time at Miami. Um, I, I wanted to be in sort of an English speaking environment because I knew grad school was going to be difficult. Um, and so I really looked in London. I wanted a, a program that drew inter students from all over the world and really focused on a lot of the international business aspects. So I specifically focused on schools over in London and 
And like you said, London's an amazing city. So who wouldn't want a chance to live there for a little bit? <laughs> I miss London with COVID and all those sorts of things. That we, we used to go to London quite a lot. But anyway, soon, hopefully soon. <laughs> so yes. so, so I, you, you've had an incredible career and it's interesting as you, as, as you described Gap. But talk to me about some of the things you learned at Miami and how it set you up well and also include things in the graduate program as well, how it set you up well for success. Yeah, absolutely. There... The international business minor was sort of a tag onto the China business program. I initially had signed up for the China business program, found that I was going to, through that, I needed to study abroad in China. And going to China for a semester, I would say completely changed my life. I was in an international community. I was with a few other Miami students, but most of the students we were studying with were from all over the world being in sort of that globally dynamic space and on, on those really globally dynamic teams just sort of ignited a, a fire within me. And I knew I wanted to work in that and live in that type of environment moving forward. I think through that and being able to study international business, both through the, the courses that were international business focused, but also in my marketing major, I took a course on international marketing and we had to dig into the infrastructure. Mine was on wa water bottles in Poland. And I remember it so specifically, it was about the infrastructure in Poland and how you start to uh, have to ship product in there and market differently to people in different cultures. And I loved solving those problems. And I loved being faced with, okay, people from different backgrounds, different ideations, different cultural norms and um, different expectations in life. How do you how do you work with them in, in a project or product and communicate with them about uh, a product and solve their everyday needs and how do those differ across different countries and those are the types of questions I sort of started asking during my my time at Miami in those courses in Highwire Brand Studios in international marketing while I was abroad and though it it was through those experiences that I decided I want to ask these types of questions and answer these types of questions throughout my career. So that was a huge piece of it. There's also little day-to-day -day things that I remember we took a course in Excel freshman or sophomore year. I still to this day use all of those skills I learned in that class. If I could go back, I would tell myself to focus a lot more in that class. <laughs> you will use it. Um, that course, finance, accounting, I mean, the topics I learned in that, the the, the words and the formulas even still come back day-to-day -day in the work that I do. And just having that background of knowledge and having that full scope of understanding from the different, the different classes you take, the finance class, the accounting class, the marketing class, the full well-rounded view of business is, is huge. I love it. I love what we do here. I love not only do we teach you well around the subject, but also around skills. And, and you've mentioned a lot of that and what you've been talking about. So now it's time for a trip down memory lane. So I want you to think back to your time at Miami. And, and I've got a whole bunch of different questions for you. But the first question, who was your favorite professor? Oh, gosh, there were so <laughs> many good ones. I... I might name a few. Uh, there was Susan Finnerty was my sales professor. She sort of ignited my excitement about starting a career in sales and just was great at reminding us that sales skills are life skills. And I think that that follows through with a lot of the different things that you learn at Miami. They're not just topics and, and you know, remembering definitions of words or formulas, but they are different ways of thinking and they're different ways of approaching problems. 
I loved my marketing classes with Jan Taylor. They were always so much fun. They were an amazing way to get hands-on experience. I remember doing a big project with her. I think it's a marketing 101 project. We did a project with Abercrombie and just getting to work with the brands and meet teams to come in and present to teams was always a, a huge part of the farmer school of business experience. And um, that, that really started there. So I loved, but I had amazing professors. It's astounding the, the amount of dedication and focus the professors are always putting into the projects and the work that, that you do every semester. Yeah, our professors are amazing. Okay, without naming a professor, what was your least favorite subject and why? <laughs> That's a great question. I would have to say, I don't know if I, it, probably economics. It, it was just, I don't know if there was, it wasn't, it's totally not the professor's fault on that one. It's just the way my brain works. Those were always challenging challenging courses. Um, and I have the utmost respect for econ majors. Um, it's something I've learned, a way of thinking that I've learned how to do. And it definitely started in those courses. But at the time, they were they were very challenging for me. Good amount of honesty there. Good. So what co-curricular activities were you involved in? I was involved in a lot around the business school and campus. I was in AKSI, the business fraternity. I was in Cabo, which was the China America Business Organization. I did an on-campus internship in the Miami Athletic Department in their, their sports marketing department. And I did a, I, I worked at the high ropes course um, at, at the Outdoor Pursuit Center. So I got involved in the Outdoor Pursuit Center as well as a team building facilitator. Um, so I was running all around campus at all times, um, but I absolutely loved the organizations. Cabo and AKSI gave me such great opportunities for hands-on knowledge and hands-on experience for, for the things I was learning in class um, and just helped build a network of friends that, you know, they were friends on campus and they're still part of my professional network and, and my network of friends uh, beyond and as an alumni. That's really good. So are you a morning person or afternoon person? So what was your favorite time of the day for class? It's shifted. I'm more of a morning person now, but when I was at Miami, I was a bit more of a night owl. I, I liked a good 11 a.m., 2 p.m. class, you know, enough time to sort of sleep in a little bit, but um, you kind of got your evenings back as well. So I liked, I liked the middle of the day courses. So prime time. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite night of the week while my, at Miami? Ooh. I might have to say Tuesday nights, which was 90s night at, at Brick Street. It was always mm. a fun time. It was always, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. <laughs> So um, did you intern while you were at Miami? Oh, you talked about the sports, sports marketing intern inside Miami. What, what about outside with other organizations? Yes. my In between my junior year and senior year, I interned with CEB, which is the company I would ultimately go to work for uh, right out of school. I was a summer intern there in Chicago. It was a very, very interesting summer. That's when I was cold calling CFOs. Um, it was definitely a huge learning curve. I lived with fellow Miami students in, in uh, Chicago that summer, which was a lot of fun to explore the city together. And 
yeah, and then I ended up working for them right after school. Very good. Which dorm did you live in during your freshman year? And do you remember the room number? Ooh, I lived mm. in Emerson. I believe it was room, I could be wrong. It might, I believe it was room 357. Um, that, that number's ringing in my brain. I know it was Emerson 3E, which was the third floor east hallway. And I met some of my, still my best friends to this day in Emerson 3E. We were all in that hallway. We lived together through senior year. We all had a off-campus house together. So nothing but the best memories from Emerson. It was amazing. So that was going to be my next question. Where did you live off campus? I lived pretty far north, for, for uh, but in the, the off-campus housing, it was very close to Millette Hall and Jaeger Stadium. So up sort of by the athletic uh, facilities. It was an easy walk to Farmer, which was really nice. And it was a house called the Lemon Drop. I, I actually recently was back in Oxford and saw that the name is still up there. The sign is still holding strong. Um, but yeah, it was with my friends from Emerson freshman year dorm hallway that we all lived together through senior year. And you stayed in the same house, did you, for the whole time you were off campus? It's pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, we were in the same house both good. years. Good, good. So what was your favorite building on, on, on campus, not uptown, but on campus? Farmer school, hands good down answer. farmer good school. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was a student ambassador and gave tours of the business school as well. I loved that building. I loved walking in. I loved the energy and then sort of the, the also the quiet study nooks that sort of sneak around the corner everywhere. Farmer school, hands down. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this next question, but what is your favorite spot uptown? Ooh, so it was, there was 45 East, the restaurant, and, and it was a bar. I, I believe it's closed down now, which is, which is so sad. Um, but there, I mean, restaurant-wise, Steinkeller's, always loved going to Steinkeller's for dinner. That was our, our big dinners. And then Bagel and Dolly's, the classic. Mm -hmm. It's so good. You, you, you kind of, you can't find a, a bagel like that anywhere else. Did you have world. a favorite bagel at Bagel and Dolly? Mine was the crunch and munch, but I always got it with ham instead of turkey. Mm. <laughs> I remember that was a specification I would always make. <laughs> do you come back to town very often? Do you come back to Oxford very often? I haven't been very often. My first job uh, recruited out of Miami, so I would go back for career fair a lot, which was really exciting. And then my brother actually just graduated this past year. So I got to go back for the, the graduation ceremony this year. And, and I was like a kid at a carnival back in Oxford. It was so exciting to be back um, in, on campus and in town. And it's such a magical place. It was so exciting to have graduation too. We were so, so thrilled, so thrilled. So when you look back at any part of your time at Miami, what, if anything, would you do differently? Ooh, that's a difficult one. I think it's hard because ultimately I wouldn't change a thing about my time at Miami. I loved the, the classes I took, the organizations I was a part of, the friends I made, the experiences I had. I would do everything over exactly the same. But I think if I were to tell my younger self to do something maybe differently, I would say take more I'll call them curiosity classes, but just take more classes of random subjects that seem interesting. I think you have such an opportunity at 
Miami with it being a liberal arts university and, and there's courses and anything and everything going on on campus. So I would say go take, I think I did it a little bit more my senior year. I took a ballet bar class and an Italian opera class. And I think those are, are just, you have such an opportunity when you're on campus to explore anything that sort of strikes your fancy. And I think I, I would have taken more of those classes throughout my time and, and paid more attention in the excel classes i think and then paid a bit more attention in excel <laughs> class so so you mentioned italian opera and a ballet bar classes are there are other classes looking back you wished you'd taken maybe a, a psychology or a history course i think those are things i always continue to learn about and i think it would have been really interesting to take and study some of that while i was at at school good so I want you to think about the students who will be listening to the podcast and I want you to think about the advice you give them but think about two different groups of students so number one incoming freshmen as people are coming in and fall what advice would you give to that group and second group someone who's just been out of work for a couple of years you know what advice would you give them as they're exiting out of Miami and, and starting their first career thank you I'll start with the, the first one, which is the students entering Miami. And that would be to go to the Meet the Bee Orgs Fair and the Student Clubs Fair and dive right in, get involved in the on-campus organizations. It's an amazing way to meet people. It's an amazing way to get involved with the school and to get involved in the community. There's a plethora of student orgs for pretty much anything and everything you would be interested in. And I would say, just, just dive in and go for it. Some of my best friends to this day, I met through my organizations. Some of the people I met in the organizations continually pushed me throughout my, my time at Miami and beyond to be a better person, a better employee, a better um, you know, leader in, when I was in the orgs. And, and I think just surrounding yourself with like-minded people in that way is, is a huge opportunity. So be a part of the student organizations. They're, they're an amazing, um, part of the Miami experience. For people that are a year or two into their career or, or sort of just starting out, I would say when you're looking at job opportunities, look at the things that you're going to learn. Um, I think it's easy to, particularly when you're at Miami and you know going to career fair and things, it's really easy to look at the big brand names around you and, and to be drawn to certain certain companies because of their brand name or or um, the the salary even. But I think there's an opportunity to look at the job in front of you and ask yourself, what am I going to learn in this job experience, and how is that going to help me throughout my career? Your career is a marathon; it's not a sprint, and every opportunity is going to lead you to the next opportunity and the next one and the next one. And um, that first job out of college truly is a stepping stone into figuring out what you what you want to do. Um, in your career. And so think about what you're going to learn in, in a job. That's great advice. So I have a couple of, a couple more questions. So you've got a job that has a huge global uh, orientation and it's something that's defined your, your career so far. Have you traveled internationally during COVID or, or not at all? I, I was actually living in London at grad school when COVID set in. So I was living abroad when COVID happened and took over the world a bit. I haven't traveled internationally since I'm currently, my passport's getting renewed right now. So I'm hoping soon I'll be able to travel again, but I, I was living abroad and then traveled back to the U S um, 
uh, within the last year or so, uh, but haven't haven't really traveled during COVID, no. So what's the first country on your bucket list that you want to go to when, you, when you're free to move? That's a really good question. I have a friend that moved to Belgium right about the time uh, that COVID was picking back up in London. And so we had always sort of planned, oh, it's going to be easy to take a train and visit each other. So I'd love to go to Belgium. I was also meant to travel around Africa and, and uh, as part of our MBA, we we're going to do consulting for sustainable businesses in Africa and that all got canceled. So I have this whole trip to, it was supposed to be in April, 2020. So I have a pretty, a, an itinerary plan set ready to go. So I'd love to, to be able to do that someday. And tell me, did you manage to do the project virtually? Did that story? So tell me about yes, that. I think that's we, a really good story, I'm sure. Yeah, we did the project virtually. We were working with small sustainable startups in Lusaka, Zambia. I was working with a company that did cattle herding programs, which is a a huge part of the infrastructure in Zambia is cattle herding. It's a big traditional backbone of the economy there. And so they were instilling more modern practices into the the traditional cattle cattle herning community and building out more infrastructure around it that would allow healthier healthier cattle and sort of economic growth for those communities. And we stepped in and helped them build out an investor pitch deck. So how do you inform potential investors about this program? How do you get them on board to it? How do you show them the return on their investment in a, um, it was a break even style investment so it wasn't meant to earn the money but but simply break even and and it was a really interesting opportunity to take that business knowledge and use it for for good and use it for something that's going to help communities um yeah i love that it's a great great example what a good opportunity so talk to me a little bit about the back to work uh drama at the moment are you in the heading into the office soon do you go into the office you're working remotely Where, where is your organization at right now yeah, we are fully remote, particularly my team. I work with people in, so I sit in our New York office and I work with people in our San Francisco office and our London office and people that are fully remote. So our team is is remote and works really well in a remote way. I have moved to New York. I relocated to New York. I'm new to the organization within our time of COVID. So I love going to go and getting to go into the office whenever I have the chance I go in about once a week. I try to try to visit the office. It's in a great location in New York City, so it's hard to hard to stay away. Um, and it's nice to to have that dynamic and that opportunity to do to do both. And just for the benefit of our listeners, even we're recording this on in August of 2021. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so still in this COVID crazy world where we're not quite sure what the next steps are. So as we come to a close, Carly, I just want to thank you sincerely for the gift of time to allow us to record this podcast. One defining characteristic of the, of the Farmer School of Business is just how engaged our alumni are and how willing they are to continue to find ways to support the school, its students, faculty, staff and other alumni. So thank you, Carly, and go well as you continue in your journey beyond high school. Thank you so much. It was amazing being being here. I loved having this conversation. Thank you. Thank you.